From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between, talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan, welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time coming. Wow, it, it's been too long. Uh, I know we did a show what, two months ago, and yeah, and we're like, yeah, hey, we're gonna get back to it. We're gonna get back to it. We're gonna get back to it. But we never did get back to it because life happens, man. Well, bottom line is not a lot going on in the summer sports wise, other than the lowly Tigers. But yeah, tie, man, Tigers. You want to talk about just absolutely brutal? They can't get out of their own way. Ladies and gentlemen, it's football season. Yes. It's football season, and we have plenty to talk about today, uh, specifically recapping the crazy, what is still going on week one in college football. Yeah. Uh, I t- uh, I've never been, I never get too excited ab- about like the start of the season. I'm more of when we get towards the end, the nitty gritty to see who's going to make the playoffs. But I got to tell you this week, I was pretty jazzed up. Yeah, I mean, you you look at, you know, obviously Michigan getting underway and uh, the fighting Mel Tuckers up there in East Lansing. Um, uh, you look at games like last night, the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. I mean, it, you can't help but get so excited about what really amounts to be probably one of the best time of years for sports fans. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it college, there's nothing like it, college football. There's really nothing like it in it's changed. I mean, it's just evolved in the last couple of years. I mean, going from, you know, you got your powerhouses. Obviously, the SEC is always a huge powerhouse uh, from top to bottom. But now you start throwing a little bit of money in there and you start getting some good players who um, forego the notoriety of going to an Alabama or a Georgia, a Clemson, a Texas, you know, back and forth with that. Now they're going to other schools and, um, uh, there's a lot of schools that are competitive now. Well, I think some of the top 10 schools you look at uh, with the NIL that you know, is going on in, in today's game, it maybe levels the playing field a little bit. It, it, it kind of gives some some teams like a Texas A&M that are on the outside looking in. Well, they're spending big money for, for their kids and, and, and they're, you know, they're in the top you know, five to seven. So I think this, this gives other schools an opportunity, or at least let's hope that it gives other schools an opportunity to compete with the big boys. Yeah. And with that being said, I am, um, I, I mean, I really don't know how to read it other than I think there's some schools that are, are just going out to buy kids to championships. Yeah. Uh, University of Michigan is kind of, tried to help, uh, hold true to the value of going to U of M as, as being a, yeah. as a prestigious, uh, you know, educational institution. But I think if they don't start getting on the, if they don't start getting to it, they're going to lose it. 
Well, I think you can look at Nick Saban to start the, you know, the off season. We'll say uh, he he got into a a big pissing uh, match with uh, Jimbo Fisher there at Texas A and M, who basically opened up their pocketbooks to bring kids in. It sounded like he may have uh, stole some Alabama recruits uh, <laughs> and Saban was a little butthurt over it and made a big stink. And and by the time you mean to tell me somebody beat Nick at his own game. Uh, I, yeah. Jimbo, who doesn't beat a whole lot of people, you know, in the grand scheme of things um, by the end of, you know, what was a, you know, newsworthy thing. Uh, Saban was like, all right, well, I'm all in now. And, and, and Alabama's going full throttle because they realized that, in order to compete in today's football, today's college football, you have to. And and Harbaugh is going to have to really realize it. Same with Dabble Sweeney down there in, in Clemson. Um, yeah, he's he's Dabble, not a big not a, fan. Yeah, not, not a, a big fan, fan of, of, of the either. NIL. But you know what? You know, I'm not a big fan of it either. Do the kids need to be paid? I mean, yeah. I mean, sure. But there's there was no regulation set. It's kind of anarchy. And um all bets are off and and these schools have to really realize that you're going to compete you got to you you got to present these kids an, an option other than just your tradition yeah and you know this it, it, again there's really not many rules on the NIL so uh, there's more to come on this and it's going to be a forever evolving uh situation but yeah let's get down to the yeah. home to the hometown teams so friday night michigan state yep lined up against uh, Western Michigan. Um, I don't think there's anybody in college football that hits the transfer portal any harder than Mel Tucker, but you know what? It's paying dividends for that school. Well, it, it, it got him a lot of notoriety last year with Kenny Walker. And, and I, I, I don't know if, if he's going to strike gold like he did last year in, in Walker. He's got a lot of talent coming back with um, Peyton Thorne at quarterback. So, and then Jaden, uh, Jalen, wait, no, it's Jaden Reed. I, I get him and green mixed up. Uh, Jalen Reed at receiver. So there's definitely a lot of talent there. Uh, unfortunately it was a little rough start for the Spartans uh, against the, uh, Western Michigan Broncos. Yeah. And with last year, Peyton Thorne looked good, but I think the reason why Peyton Thorne looks so good, cause you know, Kenneth Walker was just an absolute beast back yeah. there. And uh, without having that uh, true run game to where you can, you know, you can do the uh, play actions, you're able to stretch the field a little bit more. I think he's going to come under a little more uh, scrutiny at this year, uh, trying to people referencing his success last year, as opposed to this year, what do you go 50% for his passing 12, 24 for um, the 230 yeah, two, some yards. He had yeah. four touchdowns and, and it, the touchdowns were good. I mean, he, he threw them on dimes. I mean, they were, they were good touchdowns. It, and, and you like the fact that he spread it out to four different receivers. So um, first game, I, I think you can always, in most situations, always look at jitters, you know, it, everyone's jazzed up. It's a Friday night, you know, and it's it, it, as much it's, as it's like high school football. I mean, I saw a lot of people, uh, you know, you know, regardless, it's a game. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday, if it's Friday, if it's Sunday, it's a game. There's, I mean, I was following the Twitter buzz and people were like, well, yeah, they're playing a high school team. Um, but you know what though? I'll, all the teams in Michigan, um, a, a big team. So the, you know, the big 10 teams, they, mm -hmm. They played lower tier, you know, collegiate athletes. Yeah, from schools that 
they come there and uh, they have no problem taking their kids out there, getting jail sexed for you know two million dollars a game. They'll do that because it it pays their athletic it pays their athletic department for the year. So yep. you know, like hey, you know what? We'll we'll pimp the kids out once you know one Friday or one Saturday. Mm -hmm. We'll collect that you know we'll collect that money and, and we'll move on. But uh, Western Michigan looked good. Sure, uh, they they looked real good um, in the you know first part of the game. But you know, as it goes, uh, you know it, it's a game where you play four quarters and you play sixty minutes. So, well, you look at you look at Western Michigan. They've had this game on their calendar all summer, so they've been ready for this game. Um, every day they wake up for camp, they were looking at Sparty and. Yeah. So you you had to expect them to come out with a lot of fire. Uh, I was surprised to look about ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They had fifty more yards than Michigan State. They uh, time of possession they they had by almost ten minutes. Yeah, they played great. And uh, yeah, they didn't turn the uh, misfortunes of Michigan State into a lot of points. But you know, you look at in the fourth quarter, they were you know a stone's throw away from tying or taking the lead and i just think they ran out of gas i think that's when the talent level yeah. kicks in and that's that's when... where that's where talent over overdoes heart that's for yeah. sure yep but you know what though i i'm looking forward to, actually i'm you know i'm not a michigan state fan uh however i think they're going to do very well this year um uh, it just remains to be seen there's a lot of tough teams in the big 10 uh, so we'll see we'll definitely see and one thing I preach is coaching matters. And uh, Mel Tucker has a knack. I it, like yourself. I am not a Michigan State fan. Uh, Mel Tucker kind of nauseates me. Sorry, George. But <laughs> uh, he has a way of getting through to his players. You know, it, it worked last year against Michigan. He just he never gave up. He was he was he was real fiery. And and I like coaches like that. And I I think that. More As, opposed to ho hum, the, right. the ho hum, ho -hum coaches, where, you know, kind of like we were watching the game last night between Ohio State and Notre Dame, and you pointed out Stroud just he was he was like no fiery behind it, just kind of more of a ho hum type yeah. guy. Yeah, he just you know we'll talk about that game in a little bit, but yeah, he just doesn't have he's he got like a blank look on his face. But um, you know, going back to Michigan game last year against us, Michigan State, you know. The, the the players just reacted to his to Tucker's fiery oh, know, he, he fired him up yeah, he and, fired him up and um I I think uh this this week was is probably just you know a, a bump in the road for them I don't expect them to play like this every week but yes this this the the Big Ten East is ridiculously talented oh, and yep. and they're gonna have to bring their a game and and if they play somebody with a legit offense mm -hmm. um it, it could be trouble for them but i i can i see them finishing third you know overall so i mean not a big surprise got a, got somebody here on the uh absolutely just blowing up the comments right here uh mike saying spartan dogs they're gonna run the fantasy <laughs> so we can talk real quick so we uh we have a speakeasy uh fantasy football um all he knows that everybody was present at the draft except for this except individual. For Mike. <laughs> uh, regardless of whatever he says that he, he couldn't find a babysitter, I'll be honest with you. I just don't think the man can hang over here like we do. <laughs> well, he, hey, hey, listen, never met the guy in my life, but I'll tell you right now, 
he's going to get steamrolled in the first week of fantasy football this week. You know, well, well he's going to have to find his way out to the speakeasy at some point. JP's going to have to make that happen. You know, and he's talking about you know how you know how his team is so great and everything like that. Well, you know, he's going to run into a little team called Joe Buck yourself in the first week, and uh, <laughs> or perhaps say it ain't so. Oh, say quantity ain't so. Or uh, another good buddy of ours, uh, Mr. Bill Wirtz, who um, the Wirtz team ever. Yeah, the Wirtz, the new Hudson Wirtz team ever. Uh, I I would not. Pe- put anything past him uh sorry about your irish last night uh but um yeah so yeah the speakeasy um yeah fantasy league is um bill said out out the irish outperformed in their loss and they did yeah they they definitely did we'll we'll get into that game in a little bit but all right so let's get on to michigan so we have a big huge uh quarterback controversy in the in the uh in the a2 we'll say you got Cade McNamara, who is a pocket passer, he, he commands the pocket very well. He also um, uh, he's got a he's got a decent arm on it. He kind of lacks a little bit in the uh, in the way of eluding uh, yeah. and, and, and making plays with his feet, but he's a hell of a game manager, and that's one of the things that um, you know that I noticed that that he does well. And then you look over and you say, "I got this young kid who five star." Who 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 can do his read read downs mm-hmm. quick, and then and then go. and then, and then yep. get out and make something happen. Doesn't waste time. So it came out this year. Uh, they thought for sure Cade McNamara was going to be the clear cut number one. Uh, Jim Harbaugh came out and said, "Well, hold on, folks. This is what we're going to do. Uh, he's given each kid an opportunity to play, start a game. So you know, Cade started against Colorado State." This uh, Saturday coming up, they're going to have JJ starting against Hawaii mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. By the way, yep. and the other thing that really sucks about that is somebody's on call, <laughs> and so I'll be drinking soda water <laughs> when that happens. However, I is it is it bad to have a have a quarterback controversy where you have two guys that you can plug in, and essentially, uh, I mean, if if you got somebody that's stopping the run. Like you know, you know, containing the quarterback in the pocket. Would you rather just go to uh, McNamara, who can hang out in the pocket sure. and and you know pick defenses apart, or are you going to stick with you know JJ? Well, I, I've kind of dissected you know the whole two quarterback uh, theory, and 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 it's worked for some schools, and it, and it and it's been an abomination for others. But I think in Michigan's regard, you have. A uh, veteran leadership in Cade McNamara. Let me let me let me preface this by saying I think JJ McCarthy is the clear cut number one on this team. I think he he presents more of a winning opportunity than than Cade can. But if if you have both of these guys going, it, it's harder for some of these other uh, teams to game plan. So who who's going to be the starter? And and I think it's going to be that way most of the season. Harbaugh's on, on another planet right now. Um, I'm t- quoting Bible verses, but he, <laughs> he, he doesn't show his hand whatsoever. B- biblical time. <laughs> so I, I think it, it, for coaches coming in, it's going to be hard for them to decipher, well, who's going to be the starter this week. And um, you know, I think it's going to gauge on, you know, what type of defense they play, but the bottom line here is, you're going to have two quarterbacks that are ready to go no matter what. You're going to have two quarterbacks that have, have shit snaps with the nuns. Could pose a big problem for, I think, the only challenges they have outside of Ohio State is Michigan State. So uh, is it a good thing? You know, time will tell uh, that 
they're they're kind of swapping quarterbacks. But uh, this Saturday, it's a forty-eight and a half point spread currently. Um, Damn, they're both going to play. I I don't see there's any reason why it wouldn't look like it did yesterday. JJ's going to start. Cade's going to come in. Uh, they're going to keep each other fresh, and um, and then I think after the first three weeks, there's going to be an indication on who's going to be the starter. And really, you look at JJ. He's a five-star recruit who stuck it out. Where in 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 today's college football oh, yeah, he game, he could have. Oh, I'm either. not playing. I'm out. Transfer portal. No, he's committed to this team, and um, I I think that that should matter. See, McNamara's a senior, right? Yeah, he's a senior, and I think he's. I think he has one more year of eligibility Probably. after yeah. after this year, which you know he's going to hit the pole, the the yeah. portal, and he's going to. Well, you know what though, home. he he might he might grad he might he might have might be graduating this year, so he might go and uh, you know hitch on somewhere else and play yeah. his last year of eligibility, uh, kind of like kind of like what uh, Jake Rudock did, mm-hmm. you know, here when he came in when Hardball first came on the scene. Yep, um, it's definitely going to be. Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens between them two. I mean, I think they both give Michigan such a dynamic uh, offense in their own way. Yeah, that was nice to see Ronnie Bell out there again oh, yeah. yesterday. Even though one was one, one catch, catch nine yeah. yards, but it, you know what though, he lost an entire season last year in the was in the first first game, first game, first on a quarter. punt return. He, he yeah, he blew out his knee. So you got that. You got you know Blake Corman and Donovan Edwards. Uh, I mean, we knew what we had going into that. Would he would Corm uh, have like 75, 80 yards? Uh, it was yeah. They combined for one one forty. Um, they're going to split time. Uh, they didn't wow me. Um, the offensive line, you know, at times looked really good, and at times they weren't making holds. But again, this is week one. Um, it was, you know, upper eighties, probably closer to hundred degrees at field level. So yeah. um, it's hard to really. Um, get a good push when you're dealing with that. The player I'm looking forward to is the freshman running back, CJ Stokes. They're saying he's the fastest guy in the field. He, he looked a lot like uh, Mike Hart out there. He's a little guy. He, he, he made a lot of good plays a lot like Blake Corm in the last as couple long of as years. He keeps his mouth shut and doesn't, you know, throw out the uh, little brother reference and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's always be humble, just, be yeah, humble. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but really, I mean, I think the big question coming into this game or this season really is, are they going to be able to rebound after losing uh, Hutch and, and Ojabo and and uh, John Ross and they, they and uh, they looked, you know, they Dax looked, Hill? They looked good. I mean, they they and the defense it looked good. Um, they were fast. Yeah, they were really fast. And and what I liked about it was they showed no mercy. And it was almost disappointing that they gave up the touchdown there. Uh, believe it was in the third quarter so that would have been nice to start the season off with the with the shutout but very optimistic and and then I, I was you know reading some comments uh from another sports network that posted on facebook and and people were like oh they beat a high school team well you know what this is what's on their schedule uh the point spread was 30 and a half and they won 51 to 7 they did what they were supposed to do um and unfortunately their schedule gets weaker which ultimately I, I i think it hurts them strength schedule but if yeah. they go out every week and put up big numbers handle their business ha- handle their business and and make stops when they need to make stops i, I think we'll be all right yeah and so <laughs> we got a comment on here from uh one of our fans 
So for those of you who don't know, Tom is also a, uh, he also does a podcast called Reckless Speculation on River City Media. He does with those guys, and those guys are nothing but SEC guys. Yeah. And he's. Well, and then in a pack. Well. No, we got, we, there's. Well, there's one guy who likes Ohio State, so, but that's pretty much. Robbie. SEC. But. Robbie and Raj. Raj is a USC fan. Yeah. So you got a kind of a mix of whatever. But for the most part, your guys' talk is centered and focused around mm-hmm. the SEC. So we had a comment that came in here and it said, uh, you know, he's Tom is sick of talking about the SEC. <laughs> and the guy, QB1, he's probably of it too. But it is sick that eight, nine SEC teams beat Pac-12 teams. Yeah. And number one, Virginia and the Ducks was embarrassing. LSU. That's crazy. Ohio State ho hum win over five. Uh, number five was impressive. Yeah, it's definitely kind of one of those things where um, uh, the Ohio, uh, I shouldn't say the Ohio State, but I'm just saying in general the Big Ten. Uh, in order for them to compete on that on the level of the SEC, and, and it showed last year when Michigan played against Georgia. I mean, they got they 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 manhandled any team that was you know north of uh, you know. <laughs> Anywhere north of uh, Tennessee, yeah, uh, and they they ended up going down and actually getting throttled by yep. by Stetson Bennett. Ugh. Let's talk about that. Georgia, yeah, Georgia. I mean, I mean, you want to talk about putting an absolute molly whopping on Oregon? I, I thought Oregon. I didn't think Oregon was going to get be that bad, dude. They were horrible. Knicks is terrible. I I looked at this game uh, coming into it knowing that it was going to be a, a, an uphill battle for Oregon going into the uh, uh, Mercedes Benz dome or stadium, whatever they call it down there. Um, but they had a lot of emotions running. They lost their number one tight end. He, who unfortunately passed away in the off season. So I thought that that might carry a little, you know, momentum for them. Um, and yeah, Bo Nix coming over. What an absolute uh, pile of dog. You know what that, that he looked, um, and the question that I posed uh, with some of the guys from Reckless Speculation was, is this Georgia team better than last year? You you look at the fact that they lost 15 starters on defense or 15 defensive players to the NFL last year, most in, in, in NFL history from one program on one side of the ball. Unbelievable. Uh, and in all the offseason, Stetson Bennett, I think he was rated probably the 10th best quarterback in the SEC. When when is it time to for people to really look up and say Stetson Bennett is a legit SEC quarterback and he's a winner? You know he, yeah, the defense carried him, but he did enough last year in the CFP to win the national championship. And and if week one's any indication, specifically the play he had in the second corner when he was dead rights rolling out on the right side, he stopped and he turned directions and knew he was going to get hit and he threw a, a laser to the to the uh middle of the end zone for a touchdown just before the half. That's a big time play from a big time uh college quarterback and I think it's time people really wake up and realize guys he's legit. Yeah, you know who he reminds me of? he reminds me of um a quarterback that came out of Purdue several years ago. Drew Brees. Yeah. He reminds me of Drew Brees. He's not a very big kid. Nope. But what he you know, would he throw 365, 168, 368. 368, two touchdowns. Yeah, 25 of 32 or 31. Yeah, he's yep. uh, he's a legit quarterback. And here's the thing it was is 
uh, I well, one of the announcers said it best. He said, you know, he was one of those guys where, you know, he had no offers. Mm-mm. He bet on himself. Yeah. You know, he bet on himself and I look where it's gotten him. They, there was a, there was a point in the game where they were talking about him and, and there was a lot of, I don't know, uh, people downplaying his skill set and whatnot. And the question was posed, Hey, do you think this affects him? Does he read this type of stuff in the press or on social media? You know, does it affect him? And the response was, this guy had a flip phone up until last season. He doesn't see any of it because he doesn't care about it. He just goes about his business. I think he was the fourth or fifth string coming in when when it came into Georgia. And he was a walk on, correct? Uh, I believe so. A preferred so. walk on, right? And he got his job because JT Daniels goes down, who now is at uh, uh, West Virginia, who uh, blew a game we'll talk about here soon. Um, but it, it, I think he's he's proven to be a winner and in this defense this defense is really oh my god <laughs> giving up three points to oregon uh who went in at columbus last year and and won you know mainly for a, a different team but you 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 was on a performance being at Derek lanning their their new head coach who was the defensive coordinator coordinator at he thought there might be better performance and it, and it just it didn't pan out that way. So uh, does that set the tone for uh, an unsuccessful season for Oregon? Who knows? But uh, this begs the question, is Georgia the number one team in the country? And and, and I think maybe. <laughs> so we got a couple comments here. Uh, JP's like uh, talking college football without the Don. JP, the link is in the comments. If you want to join, go ahead and click it, and I'll, uh, I'll bring you on. Uh, you got another one here. Somebody's worried about the choice of beverage you have. And uh, is Tom drinking a nice glass of wine? He's actually drinking twisted tea with yeah. a little bit of lemonade in there. Yeah. So we were out on the boat uh, yesterday, and one of uh, the lovely wife's friends brings a 12 pack of twisted tea, the basic twisted tea. Now, unless I'm in the market of whooping someone's ass with it, I figured I might as well drink it. So I. You know, I'll, I'll chip away at it. A little, little lemonade put in there, and then I got the Kua's latte on, on reserve. So, uh, Mr. Corey, the Vanilla King, welcome to the show. Glad you're watching. <laughs> I hope to, hope to get you out to the speakeasy soon. Yeah, so uh, the Georgia, Georgia looked tough. I think Georgia is going to be definitely uh, – they're definitely going to be in the, in, the, in, the, in the play. As long as everybody stays healthy, I think they're in. Alabama did what Alabama did. They went in. Utah State came in and collected a paycheck. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, surprisingly enough, I'm surprised Alabama didn't put up more than 55 points on them. But, yeah. hey, who am I? But yeah. the game that we watched last night here in the speakeasy where it was kind of like, okay, maybe they are that maybe they are legit this year. Maybe they do have some things going their way. But Florida coming and taking it to Utah. Yeah. Utah was, you know, Utah was up there, right? They were, they, Utah was right. Oh, I think they were like five or six, some somewhere in like that. But the, the the what really, you know, we talked about this on um shameless plug here, reckless speculation. But anyways, uh the number about a month month ago was uh Utah giving three, and it actually came down to two and a half. And I think that was a big concern. Like, why isn't Utah more favored in this game? Is it is it because they're coming into the swamp, which, from what I understand, uh, is is QB one's uh, favorite stadium to attend? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, 
dealing with that heat and humidity, is, is that one reason why, you know, they were not favored as high? But as, as we watched unfold, Florida with um, uh, their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, I mean, I think he just propelled, propelled himself into the top five conversation. What a game he had. He can run the ball. He's got a can of an, of an arm. I mean, he's, he's almost like a Lamar Jackson-esque kind of a player. We'll see. But you like the fact that they showed no fear. Billy uh, Napier, first first coach, uh, first game as coach of, the, of the, the Gators, they went in there and they just said, "Hey, you 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 want it? You got to come and take it." And it didn't happen. Florida pulls out a big win, and uh, good for them. And and I think bad news for Utah, bad win. I I think they're going to have a really hard time uh, rebounding from this game, uh, especially seeing how USC played yesterday, even though it was just Bryce. I think that the foundation of where the Pac-12 is going to be this season has been laid. I think I think the 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 Pac-12 will be no more, in yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah. But uh, wait, let's talk about something real quick. Uh, somebody's in the chat here. They've been blowing the chat up. It, it's our favorite buddy, QB1. He made an offer. He made an offer about a year ago that he wanted he wanted to bring the Big Ten boys down for an SEC game. So. I want to find out if he's got extra tickets and maybe we can make this happen. November 12th. That's Alabama, Missouri. Is that Missouri? Missouri. Yeah. When is that? When is Bama? Alabama's October 15th. Oh man. So I, I will probably be in Ann Arbor for that one because they're playing Penn state honoring uh, arguably the, one of the greatest college football teams in, in, in history, the 97 National, national championship. championship. Don't give me no Nebraska Cornhusker national championship bullshit. It was Michigan, the 1997 champion with the can, greatest defensive back. I can in, I can tell you're not used to using the camera. Uh, am I? Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, I give you one job. My, my one job. Apologies. Yes. Yeah, so I give you one. Hey, one job. Before I'm, before it's always you going. <laughs> I'm I'm eating crow here, but yeah, no. Um, I think I think the plan is, uh, tentatively, uh, November twelfth, um, Missouri, which, from what I've been told, is a, a fun weekend down in Kayville. So we'll have to try and make. You that said happen. November what now? Twelfth. Okay, I, I might be able to do that. I might I got, I got some vacation time. I might be able to do that. Uh. I'll and, drive. Yeah, and uh, from what we understand, um, a certain member of the reckless speculation is uh, has a uh, residence in Knoxville that, from what I understand, uh, smells of rich mahogany and has many leather-bound books Ooh. in it. So we'll have to check it out. Sounds good. All right, to keep this ball rolling, we kind of talked about Ohio State a little bit. We, you know, C.J. Stroud was, uh, you know, ho hum. It looked like during that, but they pulled it off twenty-one to ten. Marcus Freeman's first game as a you know as the uh, as the official head coach of Notre Dame football. Um, I, he's got there's a lot of promise there. I think where they had their hole is that I think their their QB situation is a little dicey. But then again, it was the it was his first start. Yeah. If if your first start is against Ohio State mm-hmm. and you put up ten points, I, you know what? I'll take that's a building block. Um, Ohio State didn't impress me. The, the you know the first half didn't impress me at all. Second half, you can see where they kind of uh, 
like we talked earlier, how the the talent yeah. takes over, uh, you know, the heart and everything else that you can give uh, in a game. So, uh, you know, good good win for uh, Ohio State. Sure. You know, anytime you can play a you know top five team, come away with a W. You got to hang your hat on it. You know, uh, even though that Ryan Day looks like a a, a fake ass Rip Wheeler from the movie or uh, the TV show uh, Yellowstone. <laughs> he does. He, he, you put a you put a uh, cowboy hat on his head. There you go. But you go back to the first first offensive play for Notre Dame, which I believe it was the first play of the game. It was a fifty yard pass. Oh which, yeah, which and and, 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 and a, a roughing the passer. and a roughing the passer. So you thought, wow. But the reality was, yeah, uh, Buckner or Buchner, whatever his name is, uh, making his first start, yeah, against Bill Buckner ag- against Ohio State in the world's um, largest toilet bowl, toilet um, seat. That's yeah. that's a lot to you know sit back on, a lot of weigh on, and and their offensive coordinator certainly called plays. Uh, that were way too conservative, in, in my opinion. You have probably the best tight end in football, and and they didn't really utilize him into the second half. Uh, you, you feel for that defensive squad because Notre Dame, their defense was good. They were stopping the run. Uh, Dravion Henderson was basically a non-factor to the fourth quarter. Uh, they did a great job. They were getting the Stroud. They were pushing him out of the pocket. Stroud's definitely uh, his talent level showed when he's rolling out and making throws on the sidelines and, 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 and this new uh, receiver they've got uh, it's uh, Chris Olave 2.0 Emeka egg, uh number two. What a game he had in his, his first start uh, nine catches for 90 yards. But I think, yeah, it, it, it it's two versus five. That's a hell of a matchup. Especially the first game of the year. And that's one of the things that uh, I kind of liked about watching last week is it wasn't, I mean, I'm not going to say all of them, but there was a lot of games that were like, okay, there's some teams that are, they're in the top 25. They're playing mm-hmm. against each other. I, I thought that was a, a breath of fresh air to see that. Sure, sure. You know, and, and you know, you're going to have – I think we were giving our buddy Drew a lot of uh, uh, shit last <laughs> night. Uh, JP can attest, but um, he was radio silent yeah, the entire he, game. He was he was nervous in that second the half. Enti- the entire game, we kept sending a message <laughs> like, "Hey Drew, you all right, buddy?" Drew, nothing. Um, Drew, it was radio silence. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, he's like, "A W's a W." It was a W. It was a W. Uh, but if, if you go back to that fourth quarter, um, Ohio State's up. I believe by a field goal. Oh, I'm sorry. Notre Dame's up by a field goal and they get this. I, 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 my opinion was it was kind of a BS offensive pass interference call on Notre Dame, which they were driving. Yeah. They were driving. And that would have, you know, obviously if it would have been defensive, that would have pushed him 15 yards up, but that backed them up. Uh, and they, I don't think they ever recovered. And that's when, Something went off in Stroud's head and said, well, I guess I better play. But two players, uh, Smith and Jigba, who they lose early from, you know, an apparent lower right leg injury, got rolled up on a little. It looked pretty bad. He tried to play, and he he just couldn't put any weight on. And Marvin Harrison Jr., who, you know, all the hype, and I was probably the leader of the pack in this offseason saying that this is one of the best wide receiver crew that they have. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., two, three catches, 
just like Stroud, he looked like he was uh, a deer in headlights. And and that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it against defenses that are going to fly around. And I'm not fast forwarding to, you know, the last Saturday in, in, in November when where I may or may not be down in Columbus with uh, Brandon. That's not going to fly. And, and they better figure it out or, or, or it could be another – uh, rehash of last year's 42 to 27 game. Yeah, I would take that that uh that game down in Columbus in the, in November um with a grain of salt because if Michigan's <laughs> if Michigan ain't in it, they don't even go. Well, no, don't don't even no, go. No, and, and if they don't have a snowball's chance in Columbus, just, uh, I I probably won't just go. Not, let's not even go. I, I don't want to risk a windshield being up uh, removed off my car. Yeah. So the next the next two games <laughs> we're going to talk about real quick before we uh we here up and uh, do the look ahead here, but uh, Brian Kelly's making his first start at LSU. Fake ass Brian Kelly. He was in South Bend on Thursday, <laughs> Saturday. He's at an LSU game talking about how he loves being down in Cajun Country. That fake ass Brian Kelly. I dude, I've hated Brian Kelly oh. since he was at Grand Valley State. I I, I think uh, you can put somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred thousand. That guy's such a poser. Absolute you, poser. You can put about a hundred thousand in um, Notre Dame Stadium, uh, and I think about ninety nine thousand nine hundred and sixty five people had the same sentiment as you did. <laughs> Hated Brian Kelly because oh. he's he's just a he's 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 got a very punchable face, <laughs> and and when he decided that he was gonna um, uh, inject himself with some Creole um, Creole seasoning, I, all all his. Uh, uh, I'm becoming respect Cajun. is oh yeah long gone. He's what a just what a bozo. I you know I I you know what and as much as Florida State is is the is the Porta John of uh, the ACC. Uh, please, for the love of God, if there's anything you do for me, beat LSU today, please. Beat well, me. one thing about LSU and and Coach O, I liked him. O tires. I liked him. Um, didn't have a very long leash. This is not going to be like Notre Dame when um, he he continued to lose bowl game after bowl he's game, not, he's big not, game. He's not going to couple years. He's he's, he's got two at the max, and if he doesn't show, Brian Brian Kelly's a good recruiter, and he and he proved that at Notre Dame. But when it came to winning the big game, couldn't do it. He just he couldn't get over the hump, and that's not going to cut it in in uh, SECville. And he's got two years, and after that, he'll be looking for a job somewhere. Um, I don't know where, maybe in the Mac. Yeah. So we got that game tonight. What was it 7 30, 8 o'clock? Yeah. We'll, yep. we'll be watching it in the speed. It's a four point LSU's a four point favorite. That's down in uh the cockroach capital of the world down in Baton Rouge. Actually, it's in uh at the um <laughs> the Caesars Sportsbook Dome, whatever you call it these days, whoever is, gave them more money. Is that so, where the Saints play? Is that where it's going to be at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's where the game. So is you at. got that game tonight, and then tomorrow you got Clemson taking on Georgia Tech, which which should should be a, a walk in the park for 20, Clemson. Yeah, twenty three. A twenty three and a half point. Um, hopefully, uh, Clemson can uh, rebound after uh, last year. They they definitely had some struggles last year. Hopefully, uh, they can get it back together. You know me, I'm a big dab. I'm a big yeah. Dabo supporter. Oh yeah, and. Um, I just, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's kind of one of those things where you see a lot of teams like the Mel Tuckers and you see some of the other, 
where they absolutely outside of you know Alabama just recruits. They don't even have to go to the transfer. What's they what don't trans- have to show up. I think they, they may- can send a letter. I think they, they maybe did. got one guy off the transfer portal, but it was a it was a crazy fact that I heard yesterday while I was watching the game. They said uh, what team took uh, took the least amount of players off the transfer portal this past year, and uh, Clemson was on there zero. with zero. Yeah, but to go it, along to with go all on, the uh, service, uh, all the service uh, universities, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there ain't no one transferring to uh, the the Naval Academy if they're they're coming out of uh, you know what. And another... I tell you right now, those guys are. Uh, uh, hey, what's up, Derek? Uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's kind of one of those things that uh, maybe it just shows you the kind of program that he tries to run, or, or you know, and how he how he visions out how he plots his team out. So. Well, and this will be the first first game that he doesn't have Brent uh, vegetables, as we were calling him, uh, as the defensive coordinator. How much is that going to affect him? I mean, y- you kind of get used to having having a you know a system in place, and 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 good for Venables who goes and takes over the the job there in Oklahoma, uh, which is the absolute worst state of the union, by the way. Um, so, uh, the big question. Coming in to this, uh, the what we feel is uh, uh, the most overblown preseason rankings maybe ever as Clemson number four. What makes Clemson stand out that much that they are preseason number four, um, especially from last year's absolute abysmal season they had, and their um, you know their highly touted. Quarterback DJ EA, uh, who replaced Trevor Lawrence, um, didn't do anything. You know, he had a nice game two years ago against Notre Dame. Yeah. But other than that, he really hasn't amounted to much. So the big question I had is how do you go from ranked in the maybe in the top 50 to number four in one season when you you showed me nothing? Uh, So I, I think this is a good game. Looking at it, they're a 23 and a half point. They have to blow past that number to for for me to feel like this might be a legitimate number four. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, it's it's crazy how they how they leapfrogged all those other teams, but I guess there's people that are more in tune at the uh at that level than you and I. Yeah. All we gotta do is say, Well, if you're ranked number four, show it. Show it. Show it and 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 there's a couple teams that are that are in the top ten that um certainly didn't show it, that's for sure. So yeah. but moving on to all right week next two. week. Yeah, next next week we got Michigan, Hawaii. Obviously, it's a 48 and a half spread. Uh, MSU playing Akron yeah. plus 35. I I hope they I hope they put up more than that against the Zips. I'm gonna say right now, um that that it's probably a safe bet especially just because of the way they looked against Western, they're going to look to, you know, rebound offensively. So I, I can see them covering that number, the Michigan Hawaii, that, that, that number I feel like is going to come down a few points. That that's absurd. <laughs> that's absurd. But you figure Hawaii's try it traveling 9,000 miles for this game, making $2 million, but it is an eight o'clock kick. So time won't be really an issue for them. Yeah. And then you got, uh, Alabama, Texas, you know, um, I still don't get how they recruit the players that they do because they're in Texas. Yeah. It's I mean, the name. Yeah. Name and probably a lot of money. It, it you got it, Baylor BYU. Yeah. Te- Texas is all about the name. Um in and, and now with the NIL deal. Look at they went and got 
Arch Manning, who's the number one recruit coming in next year, he could go to Alabama and be in the NFL in three years. Uh, Texas kind of has been a non-factor the better part of the last 10 years. And since Vince Young um, did a little um, frog stomp on uh, USC, but he chooses Texas over every other school, basically. And, yeah. uh, you know, that they, they have name notoriety, and, and that's, that's legit. Then you got uh, Baylor, BYU. Uh, this is a game I think I'm going to probably watch is the Kentucky-Florida game just because of Florida's performance last week. Um, you got you got the, uh, well, the, the you got the Johnny Major Classic coming not, up after that, too. And back to the Florida-Kentucky game, Florida's a five-and-a-half-point favorite in I this know. game. And, and, and Kentucky's at 20. Florida's going to find their way in the top. They'll probably be... 19 yeah, i can I see them moving in, in so that that number will correct you mean itself. after beating utah after beating yeah, utah, yeah. So, the, so when the polls come out yeah, yeah. they're they're gonna they're fine and then you know underneath that the other team that's gonna find themselves in the in the 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 top 25 is qb1s yeah, uh tennessee university yeah. tennessee volunteers which yeah, we're posted. gonna find out if Pitt's legit or not yeah he just posted up there the johnny major classic uh so Foles, they're playing it at the. Uh, I'm, I'm still gonna call it Heinz Field. Yeah, the ketchup. I'm still gonna or the ketchup bowl or whatever you want to call. What it. is? I don't even know what the hell the name. They it's like Art Art Artisanian no or who yeah. knows some some foreign company. No idea. Sure. And then you got USC and Stanford, which is always a, which is always a good game because they're. I mean they're close and proximity for where they're at. So, well you got you got um, a lot of players that are smoking trees, going up against. The trees, <laughs> Stanford Cardinal, but uh, yeah, I mean that's a that's a rivalry game. USC going to Stanford, so not as much uh, we'll say hype going into week two outside of Alabama, Texas, and in a couple of the the Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee pit game. But yeah, you know it's college football; it's always exciting, and I think we'll get a better indication of of where there's where these teams are this week compared to uh, this past week. Cool. Well, hey. He's got one more thing to say. Oh, first of all, I want to say thank you very much for contributing to the podcast today. This is something new well, for you. Well, as much you as know, I... be, being able to you know go back and forth. I, I mean, I gave you two buttons. That's all. I, <laughs> I got camera hey, one, it, it, camera two. It's kind of get you camera one, camera two. Get you ready for tonight. Camera one, camera two. Get, uh, get you ready for tonight. Little eh. dabble dabble. Um, but no, but I, I appreciate you taking over that spot because well, yeah. I got everything else going on around me, which. Um, Dude, it's a, it's a lot, but now you see kind of a little bit. Oh, sure. A little bit of the frustration I have, and you, you did a great job tonight. Besides, oh. just one time, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I botched it up. But you know, um, we play, since football season started back up, NFL is going to kick off um, starting next week. Thursday is when it kicks off. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to kick off on Tuesday with our own show. Uh, we're going to do a preview of the NFL. Yep. Uh, with a couple of our good friends from River City Media. We're going to get uh, Brandon Chain and Robbie Davis in here from Reckless Speculation. And hopefully, oh, yeah. Rob, uh, Robbie and Chain, all right. Hopefully, uh, uh, QB1 and and perhaps uh, Raj uh, chimes in if, if, you know, he's on the central time zone. But, yep, we're going to do a preview. We're going to uh, kind of talk about not every game. We're going to talk about. Talk about uh, teams. Some of the, some of the you know, the storylines coming into the season. We're going to give our predictions. And. We're going to give you some uh, a betting uh, 
uh, propositions that may, may win you a few uh, bucks here for this week. Uh, so, yeah, look for that Tuesday. We're pretty excited about that and pretty excited as well about getting this easy speak back on the road. Today was uh, literally uh, <laughs> was came to fruition at about 1.30 this afternoon. Hey, yeah. uh, I, I feel like doing a show. By 2.30, you know, we had the, the whole script written and uh, uh, setting it up and ready to go. And so I, I think uh, – to say we were pretty excited to get it going again is, is an understatement. And uh, uh, we're looking to uh, be the, do this a little bit more frequently now that football's back. Yeah, you know, hopefully uh, once a week like we used to be and, uh, you know, get this train back on the track. Yeah, and uh, there's going to probably be – I mean, our goal is to get back in the swing of it. That's, I mean, that's my plan. I don't, I know you've got – other things going on. I was promised by a, a gentleman by the name of Randall Cunningham, yes, former not the quarterback, former quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, QB one, <laughs> uh, that it wasn't going to interfere. But you know, listen, it uh, you know my life is still busy. I you know just so everybody knows, I did enroll back into school, so I'm going to go back and get my bachelor's. He's starting uh, what is it, thirteenth uh, grade or, or something yeah, like that, thirteenth, fourteenth grade, yep. whatever you want to call, it, yep, but yeah. Yep. But, uh, you know, I think with uh, as long as the notes are there and we can collaborate or whatever, I'm sure there's no reason why I can't find 45 minutes to an hour each week to put put forth a a good show. For sure. Football speaks for itself. And I think it brings out the most in 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 sports fans. And, um, you know, when you're dealing with college and pro, you're going to have a lot to talk about when both both local college teams are in the mix and we hope that our uh fighting uh dan campbells will be right there too so lots of potential content yeah uh definitely want to get this thing weekly and it will not interfere with the reckless speculation and uh, i think uh listeners out there are going to really enjoy the content that brandon and robbie are going to bring these guys are uh top of the class and and they know their stuff and they have a Southern feel. They're Titan fans, so uh, they're they're going to give an AFC um, uh, kind of a point of view to to the show. So hey, look forward to hey, it. Your other boss is telling you right now that uh, uh, Speakeasy is number one, and if uh, it's not, you're 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 off RS. Randall, no 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 worries. Uh, hey, hey, no, listen, uh, no yeah, worries. No, in all seriousness, uh, I'm glad that uh, you know. I know you have the. Uh, you were getting the bug for the uh, the week podcast and stuff like that. It was just something that just at the at the oh, time sure. wasn't in my cards. But I'm mm-hmm. glad that those guys uh, reached out to you and you guys have uh, formed formed a great show. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed. I get on there as a QB one says. I get on there and heckle every now and then, <laughs> or uh, you know, I make a guest cameo spot with my head in the background. But uh, no, you guys have some great things yeah. going on down there. Uh, I'm I'm glad you're. They allow us to. Uh, broadcast on their platform sure which is great I, I mean the numbers that they generate on views and clicks and everything like that it, i mean it's, it's great it's impressive so, especially for being just uh, some amateur guys talking about mm-hmm. our you know people actually want to get in and listen to our opinion right this is what's crazy but no uh those guys are doing some great things there's some uh, I'm glad you know, i part i enjoy talking to those guys uh you know when i can and when i'm afforded the opportunity but yeah no that's that's great that you guys are all together and able to provide good content that's what that's what it's about the thing that that i like the most about it and and you you know you we together as our show have been on their show on a couple occasions 
it's it's a group of guys that we have never met face to face. We didn't know each other from you know Adam a year ago, uh, but through this platform of podcasting and and the great Johnny Danger, um, giving us this opportunity to broadcast through his network, we've met these guys, and and I feel like it's one family and and being able to you know spitball ideas with with guys from the sec you know it it makes me want to be better at what i do uh and raj who's a west coast dodger fan and he's a usc fan i mean these these guys are they're so good and i think it brings out more in me and then i bring this i want to bring that to this show to make it better than it's ever been not to quote a former uh show on espn but um i think being a part of that is going to make this even better and yeah. we're going to bring them on and obviously you'll be a part of that. And, and there's so much good things happening. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, it's good stuff. But yeah, no, I know QB one said something about shit. I'm just going to sit back and heckle kind of like what I do. Uh, I, I want him on the show. You know, the reason why I want him mm -hmm. on the show is because he's the guy that produces the shows on his end. Yep. And so he knows what it's like to be behind all the computer screens and behind all the comments and everything like that. Yep. I want him just to sit there yep. and be able to talk uninter uninterrupted and uh, definitely be able to do that. So, Shit, yeah. Shit, shit yeah. Shout shit, out yeah. to Andy. Shit, yeah. So on that note, so uh, definitely we will uh, we'll be back on Tuesday night. Tuesday, probably around 830, 830, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Whatever. It's already yep. scheduled. So, uh you know, hopefully you guys can hop on. And Get your questions that. ready, your predictions, uh, you know, any, you know, bet lines that you, you feel might, might uh, work for you. And uh, we'll definitely talk about them on the show. But uh, other than that, Tuesday is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I start my new job. I'm amped about it. Um, good things happening in the world of sports and life. So we'll look forward to seeing everybody on Tuesday. That's for sure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at SpeakEasy 330. You can catch us every week at iLogicMedia.com, Apple, and Spotify. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at EasySpeakCast for the latest and up-to-date news. Cheers.